Hi guys, welcome to the Incredible Hulk podcast. Um, and uh, we're all here. Uh, uh, my name's Frank, your host, and, and we're going to be talking about um, season three story called The Psychic. Uh, and on viewing it uh, yesterday, it's, it's a really busy story. There's an awful lot going on in it, and I, it certainly isn't lagging, that's for sure. Um, so we've got a lot, we should have a lot to talk about with this, hopefully. Um, it, it stars, of course, Bill Bixby as uh, Dr. David Banner, Luther Rigno as the Incredible Hulk, and Jack Colvin as Jack McGee. Guest starring uh, Bill Bixby's then wife, Brenda Benet, as Annie Kaplan, uh, Nick, I hope I get these names right, Nick Pellegrino as the manager. I think he's the, I'm not sure which manager he is, but we'll find out. Stephen Faney or Fancy as Johnny Wolf, Judy Jean Burns as Mrs. Donner, and David Anthony as Robbie Donner. Um, we'll find out more about that later on. It's written by, even though it was it, on screen, it was written by three different three people. Uh, it was actually, uh, even though it was on, it wasn't on screen, it was actually officially Jill Sherman's story. Um, it was directed by Barry Crane as well, um, and. And to join me on this, this I think is a brilliant story, um, is my friends here. Uh, so let's welcome them. We have Graham, we have Sue, and we have Alex. How are you guys? Uh, great, thanks. Uh, Frank, right. over the pleasure, mate. Lovely to have you. Thank you. Um, now, you can, anyone can jump in at this point. The only thing I'm going to say is one opening line, just to set the story. We open up in San Francisco. It's at night. And there's an incident in an alleyway. Who would like to begin proceedings? Well, um, really action-packed opening. Uh, no, no, quite laid back as always. You know, normally you, you have a situation where David stumbles upon a, a place of employment or a little town. No, it's slap bang in the middle of the action in the opening episode here. Um, we've already had a Hulk out pre-credits before the episode begins, and uh, yeah, the cops are on the loose. There's a lot of Hulk in this. Just so much Hulk. It's just amazing how much, uh, how much uh, Hulk and uh, and McGee it is. So um, it's yeah, it starts off all green and and you know, studly all, and uh, all green and kind of mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's really interesting about this story, and I brought this up um, with uh, um, Karen Harris, the other writing team that often worked with Jill Sherman, mm -hmm. uh, in a previous show that we did, and uh, um, some of it may have been off, off recording. I think I was just talking to her like before and after kind of thing to get to break the ice, but I th it's, it, it's interesting, and we'll get to it, of course, because it plays out in the story, but a lot of things in this story, weirdly, are very prophetic to what happened later on in real life Indeed. with Brenda Bernay and Bill Bixby. And it's actually quite unnerving how accurate it is. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that. I don't know how the hell that happened. And it's ironic it's called the psychic as well it's for that very reason. Serendipity, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. really was art mirroring life. You know, it really what it's really quite weird. Um, but we'll get to that as we say, uh, uh, you know, as, as, as it unravels. But um, basically, you we you can you just pick up. I'm just going to bring up just little bits and pieces, and you can pick up on each thing. Uh, and Annie, uh, Brenda Bernays character, yep. is working as a switchboard operator, and she because she has this kind of a, a, a foresight, should we say, you know, this gift. Turns out she's trying to warn people sometimes on the phone when she picks up something about them about yep. an impending accident that's going to happen. Don't go there. Please do something else. Yeah. They don't listen to her because they think she's a crank. You know? Yeah, so so she was on the phone with somebody who uh, she had she had like a, a vision of and and told them not to uh, to be really careful to drive really super careful because there, there there was going to be an accident. Yeah, uh, uh, the interesting thing about that opening scene, Leanne and her place of employment, was just how the fellow employee totally dismissed her. And I know. So I, I, you know, I've been covering your ass all this time. Can, can we just do the job at hand, please? And she decides to walk out. And uh, well, Didn't she get fired, though? 
well, she, she politely got asked to leave, and it was a case of, okay, well, be sure not to spill your coffee, bitch. And that's right. Yes, that's right. She says that. She sees a vision. Any anytime someone sort of brushes brushes her or touches yeah. her, mm-hmm. she gets this kind of like like visual flash of something yeah. about to happen. Yeah, and she and she tries to warn the woman. You know, she's very nice about it. She's not like going like, oh, you spoke to me like you know horribly. I'm gonna let, I'm not gonna tell you that you're gonna get your arm burned. She had the decency to tell her beforehand, but the woman wouldn't listen. You know. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh... It's it's cool. Alex has the same sort of visions. He doesn't get them when he touches people. He gets them just normal. But anyway. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Uh, hang anyway. on, hang on. You, you can't yeah. throw that out of there and just leave that hang. What does that I mean? know. Yeah, yeah, why, I, why I want to hear about to that. Uh, yeah. Why'd you have to do that? Because <laughs> you're really prophetic. I can only read people's hearts, but he reads the future. He tells yeah, the future. Yeah, boy. Look. We're so the numbers, Alex. Yeah, yeah the, whole, the whole point is that you don't tell everybody you... <laughs> Yeah. Can we edit that out, please? Actually, though, you know, if, if you had foresight like Annie did, wouldn't it be a terrible monkey on your back? Wouldn't it actually screw your life up? Yeah, what? Yeah. yeah. You know, because you feel, as well as you see it, you feel compelled to tell them. Yeah. You feel, I can't let it go. It's my public duty, you know, but you're either going to be seen as a, a lunatic or, you know, yeah. or if it does happen, you're going to think, oh, my God. I mean, you live with that guilt. That would be a horrible way to bloody live. I well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, again, with me, it's a little different and it's quieter. And I don't know why she had to say anything, um, because I want to keep it quiet because I already have a physical disability. So I don't need for people to think that, you know, I'm talking about, you know, weird subjects or aliens or anything like that. It's already bad enough. Um, but in my case, I usually can only see like my own uh, lifespan. And sometimes I'll see other people or I'll see other people in my dreams before I meet them, which is a little, because even I'm going, wow, that's a little creepy. Not creepy in a bad way, but, you know. Is that no deja vu? Well, the thing is, I know I haven't met them. So unless I met them in the dream somehow, you Mm. know, unless you're like a subscriber to the theory that, you know, your soul leaves your body when you're sleeping, then maybe I have met them before, but I don't necessarily believe that. So oh, you're little... talking about uh, astral travel there, Alex. So yeah, that's another. I mean, right. That's another. Another. Um, yeah. It's uh, time for another day because I believe yeah. I've had experiences of that in the past. But yeah. Yeah. again, that's 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 another thing, you know. So I didn't. I didn't mean to just drop a bomb like that, yeah, but it was like a, literally <laughs> like there was like there's just so it's so interesting. This this lady's gift. She she touched people, and. Uh, she did touch her her coworker, um, and end up her seeing her coworker spilling her hot coffee and burning herself. Mm. You know, so that that was really intriguing. Well, of course, what Susie is forgetting is that just like they did in Popeye the movie, if you could predict things and people know you can, what if they start trying to coax you or force you into doing things? Um, yeah, so that, people, that's the other side yeah <clears throat> that you know if you could if you know just like uh, you so know that's I, what mcgee was doing no no but i'm just saying you, you should have left it alone oh, okay. uh but that's anyway right. yeah i mean it, it's it, it would be a weird feeling I, I i do actually relate not only because i know it but because yeah if you know that that you can see people's future i mean that's a terrible responsibility to try to tell them and then if you can't help them you know that. Then what if you feel guilt? You know. Well, uh, ironically, Annie does later on, and you get that in her backstory. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, she does indeed. Yeah, she. Did. There's quite a good bit of backstory as well. The wonderful thing about this is not there is a, a lot going on, but there's a lot of breathing space, even though it's 48 minutes long or whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. 45 yeah. minutes. They pack a lot into it. It's unbelievable, really. You get a lot of backstory about her life as a kid when she first got the gift and all that and how she felt like excluded and how she was going for a doctorate in New York and this, that and the other, you know, there's so much going on. Um, a couple with David's problems, you know, uh, uh, that we find out later on. When well, he's, ironically, you know, he's guilt there, you know, with the, the so-called murder of the boy and all that, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, ironically, this is, because of the incident with the boy, this is one of the very few episodes where David is trying to find a cure, um, which I found yeah. interesting. Um, and he gets really depressed. Hmm. Well, because if he thinks he's killed the kid, right? And, uh, and there's one powerful scene with him later on with her and him. The, the way Bill cries in that is just heart wrenching. 
he just yeah. pours it out. It's pouring out that's of him. You know? uh, uh, and again, that's prophetic later on. Correct Boy, me if I'm wrong. You know. Yeah, c- correct me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong on this by a couple of months, but when they were filming this, but they know in the process of devotion. They were, yeah. It was it was a strained relationship for a while around that time, I believe. Yeah, yeah they hadn't divorced at that point when they were shooting it. Yeah. But I think when it was actually transmitted, because obviously several months later, I think it was they like were a, actually divorced. Yeah, about a year later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, but the, yeah, things weren't going too well even then between them. But they, they handled it very well on screen. You wouldn't know it, you know, mm. um, yeah. being good actors. But things weren't too great, you know. Uh, and 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 uh, uh, their son at the time was born then. He, he was around. I think he may have been about three or four at that point. You know. Yeah. yeah. So they did have the child at that point. But you know, it's it's just very very weird. The set of things that happen in this script are really really on the knuckle. You know. Mm. Like, yeah. Uh, as, yeah. Um, Ironic. At one point, both contemplate suicide. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And, and one of them succeeded in real life, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, moving on a wee bit now. Uh, David is working at the grocers. Yeah, yeah. he's bagging the tomatoes. Yes. He's, he, he, he's wheeling them out, and uh, along comes Annie, not watching uh, where she's going. Oh, she. Oh, ah. Just before that, the thing she said earlier on happens. Oh the yeah, the guy, the, the, the guy goes flat. Yeah. Yeah, and they're out there with the ambulance. So the one she warned on the switchboard thing. He did have Ed. an accident. Yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 truck rolled over and the guy was being held away in the ambulance. Well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's what? just seen that, freaked out about that, and then she's ran into David's uh, 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 tomatoes. What? Yeah. 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 She banged into <laughs> the tomatoes. But uh, what I found interesting about this was is. Her psychic link with David worked both ways. He saw him both obviously as. Flashbacks of himself and the Hulk. That's some powerful psychic ability, man. Yeah. yeah. To see to see both of them, yeah. Not just David's, like David's time. You know, to see him and the Hulk. Him, well, him actually turning into the Hulk. She's made, you know, a connection. Yeah. That's, that is pretty, yeah. As I say, that's, that's I'm, I'm not sure I'd want the ability as vivid as that. You know, so it's just, that's, yeah. It's like, it's like an unofficial Hulk out. So that's what I was saying. Like this, this episode is full of, of of images and of of montages of the Hulk, mm. it's just amazing. Who, just out of curiosity, when she flees back to her apartment, who was the fellow that played the landlord? What a complete and utter ass he was, man! <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Maybe that's who the manager Sleazy. was. Easy. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I was just saying that earlier on. on uh, I'm just looking back on the uh, um, the. Uh, he might, he uh, might have been the manager stuff. of the apartment place. It know, says yeah. manager, so I'm assuming yeah. that's the guy. It's, his yeah. real name is Nick Nick Pellegrino, so it sa- sounds Italian. Yeah, Italian mm. kind yeah. of name. Yeah, but he was a sleazeball, wasn't he? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was. It was all for doing the various things until he came across that newspaper article. Yeah. 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 And so she, she's like, oh. Uh, Ten thousand dollars for information about this this uh, this Green Hulk and stuff that I just saw. Well, maybe I should do it. And so she, so to she beg- to begin with, she was doing it. Yep, she calls McGee and mm. and the National Register and stuff. Yeah, more McGee. Okay. So I knew he was a famous guy. He was born in Boston in 1945. Oh, he's basically go. known for the Tennis Syndrome, that famous movie, The Enforcer, which is uh, one of the Dirty Hair movies, I believe it is. And then I Want to Hold you ha- Your Hand, which is also The Beatles. Oh, um, I, thought you were, I thought you were offering to hold me hand there, Alex. Yeah, no, I'm saying the name of the... I'm uh, if I feel lucky. Yeah, um, yeah. The... Um, he was around for he was around until 2007. Uh, he was in Chips. He was in Greatest American Hero, uh, Seekers, Kojak, Emergency, a lot right. of the lot of the um, TV shows of the time. And there was another guy actually that worked on Beretta and the movie Roadhouse. It was a black guy. His name Roadhouse. was Chino Chino Fats Williams. He had a very deep deep voice. Was that and, the roadhouse uh, with was that the roadhouse with Patrick Swayze? Yeah, that's, yeah, he's, oh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the roadhouse we acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie, man. I he's uh, really he's he's the black guy, but he has a very deep, 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 raspy voice. 
Yeah, um, we, we, we learn uh, after uh, uh, um, Annie contacts the National Register. Yep. She's supposed to, McGee's not in the office at the time, but she tips them off to say that John Doe, i.e. David, mm-hmm. it tells him where he is. And she tells him he's at the hospital where the boy is. Um, well, to be fair, she, she, she didn't know that at the time. She shows up at the hospital to begin with. And, and yeah. Him in the waiting room. Sees him there and, and you can see he's in deep, you know, he's, he's looking really, really sh- uh, shattered by all this, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, uh, and uh, and the, the boy's mother is opposite him. Yeah. Uh, um, and at the moment, the boy's just kind of stable, you know, but not great, of course. Uh, not for um, long. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, uh, and uh, there's a moment where uh, Annie is uh, uh, holding a coffee and uh, she starts nodding off and David yeah. spots that the coffee's about to spill on her, grabs Grab her, her arm or her hand and suddenly another flashback again. Yep. Or a flash forward or, you know. Uh, you and uh, she starts seeing images of his wives, you know, when they died and everything. Yep. First wife and then the second wife. And, and sees that he's obviously, you know, this guy's had a terrible life in a way, you know? Um, <clears throat> yep. And, yeah, uh, so sad. Well, I, I was wondering about that too, because it reminded me of another famous TV show, of course, well into the future, uh, Charmed, where that was one of the powers of Alyssa Milano, was that she would touch somebody or somebody would brush, and this is like 1998, and so she would touch somebody or somebody would brush up against her and then she would have a premonition as to what would happen to them. So I said, mm. oh, that's starting to remind me of Charmed a little bit, even though what, it's 15 years, you know, in the future, or 20 years in the future, yeah. from 1978 to 1998. Who's copying who? Yeah. Um, yeah so yes. Go ahead, Graham. No, as a result of this... Uh, and he has a change of heart. And it's like, oh shit. I tipped off the reporter. I bet I tip off David here. Yeah. So she does she does back off from that and call and call David over and tell him that the what's going on and hmm. yeah. Yeah, she says that McGee's on the, on his way there, so you better get out of dogs, mate, ah. you know, that kind of thing. Right. Get out of here quick. And she did say, you know, if you need somewhere to, you know, hunker down, here's the address to where I live. So, of course, that plays into it later on where, you know, so she, she sort of gives him refuge, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, but as they're leaving, um, this guy goes, this orderly or something goes by, by her and brushes by her. And she sees a premonition of a gas explosion. Who would like yeah. to take this one up? Because this is the most wow. stupidest bit in it. That's uh, really, yeah. Uh, a couple of oxygen tanks, one big boom later, and you have a Hulk sighting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, what's stupid about it is that he's smoking while he's, you know, carrying along highly flammable gas canisters. Yeah. Why did he think that was a good idea, you know? That, that, was, that was the 70s, and people would smoke while they were filling their cars with petrol, and to, to put it the way that you, you British people do. Um, a trod diesel, yeah. Yeah, you you just smoking and and you know people would smoke and they would they would be handling uh, oxygen and stuff. It was it was it was a different time, definitely a different Still stupid, time. Stupid though, yeah. Yep, agreed. It's very stupid because there's a sign, a big fat sign right behind him says no, strictly no smoking. Yeah. <laughs> And he goes right in the doors beside the sign. I didn't even see that. With a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> no wonder she saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably didn't take much psychicness to work that one that out, was, did it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's probably the less psychic episode of the, the whole lot, I think. Yeah. But anyway, she, of course, she dashes off and David goes, oh, I think I better help you. I was just going to go, but oh, mm. bloody hell, you caught me in it again. So he yep. goes off, tries to stop the guy, and then suddenly explosion the the bloody doors blow off, as in as Michael Caine. Michael Caine, yeah, Michael yeah, Caine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only place supposed to blow the doors off, not blow blow yourself up, mate. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, and there and then so it's happened, you see. Yeah. Uh, and uh, David goes in, you know, as he always does to help, yeah. until he's blown backwards by some massive another explosion, mm-hmm. and he hulks out. Here we go. 
Sue, yep. tell us about hospital. Roar! Oh, oh boy. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I I understand that you know it is stupid, but here's the other here's the other uh, point. What about nowadays that they have to pass laws to try to remind people don't text and drive? You know, yeah, so, anyway. yeah, so I mean, I know that doesn't necessarily apply to 1978, but yeah, some people will just be stupid. You know, they'll they'll leave plastic next to a a heat source, or they'll, yeah, you know, use aluminum foil in a microwave. You're not true, supposed true. to do that stuff. People are dumb. You know, so it's, uh, well, you know, yeah. But yeah, he probably should have been fired if, of course, he technically well, he was. was fired. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah he but was I mean, fired uh, across the room. Show, my gosh, yeah. you guys. But yeah, I mean, yeah. that that is kind of sad that, you know, people just think, yeah, people just think it's not going to happen to them. I mean, I've had people come up to me and go, oh, you used to smoke, try vaping. I said, no, thank you. I quit smoking. That, that was for a reason. Thanks. You know? Anywho, uh, the, 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 the broadcast for vaping aside. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, he does his job, gets the guy out of there, runs away. Although, this, this, this portion I found really stupid. When he's, he's supposedly jumping out the hospital window to run off, you can tell right away it's not even a freaking hospital. It's a warehouse somewhere. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, it was actually uh, it was actually yeah. a clip from another episode. Yeah. Yeah. But he did he did the the superhero landing like like Deadpool. No one cares. They fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was from that I'm other. That's not a hospital. What the hell? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think that was actually from another episode where he was jumping out of a Greyhound Stadium or something. You know, so you know it didn't work. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, Lou's uh, running around the streets and some ginger nutty kid is crying for his mummy. And, um, God, it was annoying. Huh. Kids can... And, kids. and the mama is absolutely frantic when she sees the Hulk there. My God, my baby! And pulls him away and she shouts out, that's the, that's the creature that killed the boy. You know, to yeah. everyone who might be listening there. You know, so, yeah, so the Hulk has to leg it, you know. Yeah. And leg it he does. Purple pants and all, yeah. and he's and he's got his slippers on or his uh, trainers, yeah. Mm. His green no. slippers that he wears. <laughs> if he has to go over rough terrain, they put they made him little Hulk slippers to, so he wouldn't cut his feet. Amazing, yeah. That is that is actually true, yeah. Um, but anyway, this is the bit that take this up there, Graham, because there's an awful lot going on in this bit where yeah, David actually um, goes back to Annie's flat. The the retransformation occurs. Uh, he takes Annie's advice and ends up back at her apartment. Uh, but before the whole backstory of Annie can be foretold, Jack McGee shows up right slap after him. So you get the whole revelation of McGee, uh, conversation with Annie, David's outside on the the fire escape listening in, and he discovers that, yes, to begin with, she was after the money. Um, But wouldn't you be after not knowing this guy? Uh, knowing both sides of the story? Yeah, but, I'd be yeah. after the money. Uh, now she does. So obviously she fobs off McGee after a, a bit of, uh, you know, backtracking. And uh, David returns into the apartment. And here's where the, 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 the nice character development for Annie comes in and the backstory begins. Frank, would you want to take it up here? Or? I'll give a little bit and you can all I'll jump in, guys, if you want to yep. elaborate on it. But uh, yeah, uh, Annie tells David about a you know the, the story behind her visions yeah uh, and it said it developed more and more um she she says she was born with it pretty much uh, um and uh, um but it developed you know the more she got you know stronger as she got older and the skills developed and then she started seeing you know uh she said she'd be all right if uh, it must have been a terribly solitary life you know lo- loveless life because yeah. she had to avoid human contact there you go she couldn't have anyone touching her you know and all that mm. it must have been bloody awful really yeah high school must have been a bitch um, yeah oh god yeah, yeah. in university yeah <laughs> uh, in the dorm and all that yeah yeah but, there you go <laughs> another story but what, you know yeah, the, why is that tie on the door yeah anyway um <laughs> But she does the most things. awkward, the most awkward things yeah. must have come to her mind. You know, especially when uh, she's in puberty years. Uh, yeah. And you imagine when the hormones are raging, which happens to all of us. You know, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, let's face it, it does. It's human. It's a human thing. Um, 
you imagine how 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 torturous that must have been for her. What you know? What I did find interesting was though she went back. She went into her employment history. You know, she was she was uh, working alongside this professor, alongside the cops. Was it in New York or was it somewhere else? Um, and the yeah, it was New York because she was yeah. going to that doctorate, which we hear about later on, Graham. Yeah, you know, about the studying yeah. there and working. Um, yeah, they basically uh, she received a letter the previous day telling her that they're on to her again. They know where she is, um, but I um I found it interesting how it not only tells you a backstory, but it shows you that our our visions can be somewhat flawed as well, especially when you get to the story about the our final case where. The child that died because she got the location of his whereabouts wrong. Yeah. Yeah, she thought it was a cave, but it was actually a sewer system. That sewer and it, she, and it, she's really been like, you know, absolutely, you know, yeah. overcome by that with guilt. And she sort of fled and tried to go and, you know, escape yeah. life in a way from it, you know, moving from town to town. Yeah. Rough because she, uh, she was, she was really heartbroken over that. Yeah. Um, ironically, uh, Annie's dealing with the the implications of the the, the loss of a child, and uh, obviously, they would themselves a few years later um, with a six, six year old kid. Unfortunately, yeah, all, the, all these sort of prophetic yeah. things, Graham, in, in this story yeah. is extraordinary, you know. So, okay, so they lost their kid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was some type of skiing accident, I believe. Yeah, he died. Yeah. He died. Uh, he died on the respiratory. Uh, he was on. The, he was in the theatre, and he died. Uh, and uh, I believe um, David was uh, sorry. Uh, Bill was working, so he couldn't get there to see the child in time. Was, oh uh, no! It, it, it was a simple, a simple procedure that gets done, like just like open up, opening up a newspaper. But back then, just boom. Yeah. yeah, he reacted to it or something, and I think a heart attack or something or seizure. A and six-year-old, I would assume it's a seizure. It surely can't be a heart attack at that age, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Seizure of some sort and died there. But, the, you know, the guilt that Brenda felt about that, mm. and they were divorced at the time too, so there was a real strain going on. Mm. And Bill couldn't get there, or she couldn't well, reach that, him in time 19, to, know, to tell him. 1986. She, I don't know what he was doing there. I guess he was just beginning production of maybe the TV movies back then. No, this uh, was earlier than that, uh, uh, Graham. It was, oh, was about it? 1982 or something. It wasn't long after the Holt series. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Sorry, my bad. 82, okay. So, yeah. 81, 82 it was. So he was yeah, still yeah. like working, even after the boy died. I think he was still working at the, the, the sort of the last remaining Hulks. So he had to carry on with it. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, um, amazingly, he just went back to work. That's how he dealt with it, was to sort of mask his pain, which just go straight into work and focus on that, you know? So he carried on regardless. Um, but yeah, the year of that happening, Brenda Benet blew her brains out with a gun. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I always say you'll never know what... But, but, goes through people's minds well in this case you can kind of guess but you'll never you'll never yeah. have a true answer as to why people do that um so they, they, no disrespect to anybody who feels that's their only way out but i always say they are both the most bravest and the most selfish people going around right at the same time it, it, it's it's devastating mm. but um you know some people can't you know, they don't know how to grieve and they don't know how to let go. And, and these things <clears throat> just kill them, you know, inside. And in, in the case of Brenda, I'll know that you should ever give anybody any props for, you know, ending their life. At least she chose to do it in a manner that didn't affect anyone else. Yeah. What I mean by that is jumping in front of a train, huddling yourself in front of a subway, traumatizing some poor driver, you know. Um, yeah. But... You know, I, re I realize totally where you're coming from, Graham. But at the same yeah. time, when you're down that low, man, and, and you've got and you can't see any other way out, yeah, um, you are not thinking laterally at all. You're not thinking not at all. No, I don't around know. you. You know how it might affect. Yeah, you. Not, I, I don't think it's a selfish act. Such it's just that you just do not know yeah. any other option. Well, I, I well, mean, it, yeah. Go ahead, Graham. I'm sorry. I get where you're coming for there, Frank. That's uh, that's all well and good, mate. Um, oh. I, I I just go with the rationale. Well, okay. Um. I'm done here. I I, I want to go. <laughs> What's the easiest way to do it? Take some sweet and pills for a sweep? Fine. Oh. You know, uh, 
take Brenda's route if need be, if you want to be quick about it. Um, but yeah. I, I just go well, feed the fish. Go feed the fish. Get back to the environment. I, I, maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe I'm just being cynical and I'm too old and long yeah. in the tooth. But yeah. you know, I'm, well, I mean, again, it you know, it's complicated. But the problem is, yeah, you is. know, there there can be a point where you're kind of trapped, mm-hmm. and people don't necessarily. Um, you know, think, okay, there's a tomorrow or let me try to, you know, uh, let me try to close my eyes and imagine myself in my favorite place or whatever. And this was also the days of, it wasn't really encouraged to, you know, talk about feelings and talk about things. And then, of course, the other issue is in real life, you know, when a kid dies, that's incredibly sad and, and painful. And not only is the fact that unfortunately when you're when you're thinking about suicide, you're not thinking about tomorrow, you're not thinking about other people, you're not thinking about and then it's also partially uh hostility turned toward yourself. That's so true. so we don't know if if she was saying, Oh my god, I couldn't help, you know, my kid, or oh my god, why wasn't it me? Or other, you know, ten thousand mm. other things. Cause I've I've had to deal with talking people out of suicide, I've had to deal with uh, you know, I, I was in an old build. I was in a building on the in Boston, and for some reason, people didn't stop these two young girls from playing with a ninety-nine-year-old elevator with the gate. You know, the real old stuff. And they were, yeah. And and it happened, unfortunately. And everybody was just crushed. I mean, five minutes ago they were alive. Now they're dead. You know. Cookie sheets. Yeah, and it's really, you know, it's really, really sad. You know. It's definitely, yeah. And there are, and there are, and I, and I, I get both points here uh, from you guys. I'm not knocking any of your points of view. Yeah. I understand yours, Graham. I understand that you know the the, the plus and the minus sort of reaction yeah. to the thing. I do understand. Yeah, um, I totally do. It's not, it, you know, uh, uh, it, it is a very complex issue. You know, we don't know what's going on inside that person's mind at the time. Nope. You know, yeah. we just we just don't. And you know, there's a there's probably as as Alex said. A multitude of reasons why they're doing it, yeah. you know. Some yeah. It's a guilt or, or regret or whatever is going through their yeah. head, and uh, it, it's a uh, it's a tricky one. But anyway, mm-hmm. getting back to this, uh, yeah, um, it's you know there's some it's heavy stuff. In hindsight, this story is very heavy because because of what we know now, what what happened in their real lives. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's a- it, it really does put much more um, weight on it, you know. It does, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but at the time, of course, that wasn't, you know, the, apart from the, having a rocky marriage, everything else was kind of all right, you know, at that mm-hmm. point when they filmed yeah. it. But um, David sees that this, this is the sad bit. I mean, from Dave, uh, uh, Bill's acting in this is amazing. But yeah. David sees the latest paper and it says that the boy in the hospital has died. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he just breaks down on screen. He's just absolutely overcome. What do you guys well, say about this bit? Uh, powerful stuff because this is the first time that he, in his mind, he's actually killed somebody during this transformation process. And yeah. as far as far as he's aware, um, every other time people say no, no, nobody was hurt or you saved them or whatever. But here, as far as he's, for all intents and purposes, he's killed a kid. And uh, he, stuff. and he wept like he has never wept on screen before. I mean, he was crying on that one episode uh, in the woods, but this one, he's just like... He is just... And and then he... He's just absolutely crushed. And then then he's like standing there on the fire escape. Oh, yeah. Now, hang on. That's that's later. That's after the the boy's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. The funeral service bit. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting because... uh, because McGee arrives again, yeah, again, and, they, uh, and, and because she, um, luckily she spots him, and you know says, "David, get out, get you better go, you know, get back to the flat." And and this is where this is where the twist double, of the night happens, you know. Yeah, yeah she has a double whammy vision. Yeah, yeah. She sees like and what David's about to do, end his life, and she sees an attempted murder of McGee. Yeah. Talk about being stuck, you know, like she's really between like, the devil and now, the deep green sea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, th- this is the other thing. I mean, I'm watching this and I'm going, holy schmoly, you know, what is this, a movie at a soap opera at a TV show all in one? I mean, they're going everywhere, you know. But, of course, 
the the other thing too is you know while it's very sweet that he's very upset i mean mm. it's a shame in a way that unfortunately uh and i can't remember if she said it but i mean he's full of rage but that doesn't mean that you're violent or you're hurting people or you're you're uh you know uh you're you're hurting people because the hulk never really hurt people unless they deserved it and as we saw in the episode i mean he's very nice to the boy that's upset and all that just because the mother is assuming the absolute worst in the whole wide world the hulk didn't hurt the boy so apparently you know he's so overwhelmed with guilt that it never occurs to him you know if i'm such a monster and seven feet tall you know how come you know and you know it doesn't occur to him that maybe somebody would have seen him hurt somebody or, or something like that you know at one point well you know before we get back to annie's apartment before they attempted uh uh <clears throat> yeah what was, what was it david called it an execution um, yeah. yeah. The, the attempted execution, we had the re- the revelation that before McGee's vision of his impending doom pops up, that he's going to have a, a little chit-chat with the dearly departed best friend. Yeah, who's called Johnny Wolf. Johnny uh, Wolf, who unbeknownst yeah. to us is part of a street gang at the time. because we, we don't Yeah, really apparently all, all six of them. Yeah. All six, yeah, a dirty half dozen. Um, yeah. Go figure. Adding more layers to this episode later on, but there you go. So, of course, uh, Annie, uh, uh, you know, Annie's rushing frantically okay. to get back to the flat because she's seen yeah. Dave, you know, David write this letter and then stand out on the uh, the fire exit. So she knows, you know, what's going down here. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it plays out exactly as she saw it. And she tries to persuade him down. And it's interesting, isn't it? That, that you know how he how he's talking there, you know, and it's just like. It seems to have got to a point. You see, in, within him, he's got to a point where he he just thinks he's better off out of it. He's kind of like tired, and he's had enough. You know, it's, it's somewhat ironic. He, he, he was he was going to attempt that for a high height. I don't think if, I don't know if it would have been high enough to do anything. That I reckon he would have just helped too. Ironically, the thing that snaps him out of it is, uh, oh hey, by the way, um, McGee's going to die. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, th- this is what I'm saying. I mean, I can understand if you think about that for a minute or whatever. But the thing is, if he had a conscience, which he does, if he didn't have one, he wouldn't care if McGee, you know, uh, was yeah, killed or whatever. The, the, the yeah. interesting, sweet thing about that is, or not, as you as you just said there, uh, uh, Alex, which is bring, you bring up a good point. If he didn't have a conscience, he didn't care about people, he would, you know, he wouldn't have ran out to try and help McGee. Mm. Uh, um he would have gone, well, look, you know, this is salvation for me. If he dies, then I can live a normal life. He won't be hounding me anymore. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, so, I mean, one could understand if he was stressed out and said, oh, I'm tired of running or I'm tired of kind of, you know, lying to people or I'm tired that I have to, you know, be a wanderer's existence. But the thing is, he doesn't have any proof that the Hulk has killed anybody. And it usually doesn't. So that's the other thing is that some people have no, actually, but- yeah, go ahead, bro. Right now he does. He until until the revelation about uh, what was it? The other kid's name, Johnny. Yeah. Robbie. Johnny. Johnny, Johnny Wolf is the still alive. That's the friend. Robbie was the one that died. Oh, sorry, I'm getting him mixed up. Yeah. Until until uh, Johnny pulls the gun on McGee, everybody assumes the Hulk did it. So. Right. You know. Well, but again, I mean, th- this is the other thing. I mean, I understand. Unfortunately, you know, they didn't have smartphones and all that back then, where they could have recorded it. But the thing is, you know, some more people would have seen something really bad, not just one or two people, because that could be wrong. But yeah, generally speaking, most people don't miss things that are seven feet tall and and such, you know. So if he really was, you know, murderous, which he forgets, it's not like the first or the other guy that tried to become the Hulk where they had no conscience at all. You know, they didn't care about society. They didn't care about people. Whereas you can see that the Hulk and David does as well. Are, uh, you know, they, they actually do, regardless of how mad the Hulk gets. Yeah, he, ne- he never hurts dogs. He never hurts children. He, he's a superhero, a real yeah. live superhero. <laughs> he, he has the interesting thing about the Johnny Wolf thing and the, the whole McGee thing. Yeah. He, he's probably J- 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 Jack Coven in this thing because he really brings out the reporter on Jack McGee. He, he, he inadvertently solves the mystery. 
just by his line, the, his line of questioning. So much so that the kid breaks rank and pulls a gun on him. Yeah. He, he wasn't yeah, even exactly. suspect. He, he, yeah. he brings out a confession out of him without words, yeah. you know? He doesn't, he doesn't openly confess, does he, as such? He just pulls yeah. the gun out and that says, I think we get we, we know now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, David tells, because uh, uh, they arrive outside this place, so it's, go, go it's, the cops, it's like a yeah. boxing arena, isn't it, or something, yeah. Boxing, wrestling, something like that. Yeah. Which has been yeah. used in about, you know, about half a dozen Hulk stories before, the same mm. place, but uh, uh, um, for different things. Uh, but um, uh, so you tell, you know, go and tell, you know, inform the police, Annie, go off. So she goes off to do that. That takes care of the police part of it. David tries to get in, sees the fracas and sees McGee gets like a, bullet wound to the shoulder or something, goes it's down. It's somewhere, yeah, yeah. yeah. He falls down behind the seats. David manages to smash his way in, yeah. and he's up the top on the balcony, and he shouts to the boy, hey, stop or something. And the boy fires, yeah. and David oh. is hanging off the balcony and hulks out and crashes into the seats. So there's our Hulk out again. Yep. Yay! The Hulk and a stadium. That sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, uh, interesting stuff though. Uh, that, 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 it was a decent thing. The only thing that was a wee bit iffy for me was the whole the kid backing off into the ring, and then it was like, okay, let's pull one post, and then the four of them come together and trap him. You're like, is that physically, scientifically possible? Yeah, but, yeah, there you go. You know, that's maybe me just nitpicking. Graham has got the Hulk, Hulk special powers, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the uh, green, it's uh, the green in him, mate. It does something. It's the green, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's mystical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's probably that. It might be that Thai green curry you had beforehand. I, 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 I guess probably. green, def- green defies physics. Then my bad, you know. Uh, it's not easy being green, but it's worth it. Um, <laughs> the um, <laughs> no, but I mean, it is funny. I mean, it's like a TV show to soap opera, and it's a movie. I'm like, what the heck, man? They, they could have had like, you know. Three episodes for all that they're packing in well, here. Well, uh, what's, inter- well, what's interesting is once uh, all the, the the Rugrats tied up in the ring, is Annie shows up in the stadium and walks up and confront confronts the Hulk. Yes, and we get uh, a little uh, little vision of when she touches the Hulk's arm. Yeah, but and it's, it's all, we David, see, yeah. all we see is David's face. Yeah. Yeah. So doesn't read much more into it than that. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, and that's the other, you know, that's the other uh, side of, of the mystical in a way is that, you know, is that feelings? Is that the spirit? Is that the mind? Is that working all in unison, which that that's why it's mysterious, because well, you don't really know if it's, you know, a lie, a story. Uh, you know, you see different things on TV with predictions or readings or whatever. Some of it is phony. But there's a few times where you go, hmm, maybe, you know, maybe it's not so crazy. What's, um, <laughs> what's interesting about this whole segment is it up in the boot, he's sitting there with, with blood gushing for him. His, his good old Mr. McGee yeah. just sitting there as a, as a, as a uh, intrigued observer. And he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the Hulk runs off, he turns to Annie and goes, I ah, don't worry, I'll get away. You have to say, yeah, see you next time, big man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, around this time, and like, and certainly like the later seasons, well, between three and four, where he's actually, I think, in a way, quite in awe of the Hulk. I don't yeah. think he really wants to like. It seems like he's sort of mellowing a bit, isn't it, from some of the things, yep. you know? He actually enjoys the thrill of the chase more, I think. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, again, you know, this is the other thing because I think at the beginning he didn't believe it, then he was angry, then when he sees that the Hulk isn't really, you know, violent or a menace or whatever, that he yeah. kind of he kind of realizes that, you know, yeah, it's a weird, you know, it's a weird thing, but he's not, you know, he's not, uh, you know, he, he actually seems to have a conscience. It, 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 you know. it, it's, it's a good analogy, you know, uh, McGee's Wiley Coyote and the Hulk's a roadrunner. Me, me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's pretty funny. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, you know, yeah, this the whole thing sponsored yeah. by Acme. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, uh, of course, then again, uh, you know, he's smashing with where the uh, coyote's falling off the cliff. Mm. Uh, the go. Hulk is jumping off the cliff, uh, usually. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this is the other, uh, you know, ironic thing is that, as we mentioned before, they're trying to write it realistic. 
so obviously you would have guilt and you would have a questioning of your conscience and and doubt and all this other thing whereas you know in the in a comic book or in a comic they do include that but it's not as much so it's kind of funny that really you know you almost have five stories going on at once here and they try to jam it into one story so this probably actually should have been a two-parter um, they did a damn fine job of getting it all in 40 you know 45 minutes it was incredible. Yeah, so, uh, so, really, yeah. it was amazing because they got in a lot of backstory as well you know yep. they had all these different plots subplots going on you know the boy uh david's you know attempted uh death uh, uh annie's problems the hulk um uh you know all uh, mcgee everything you know all all there you know amazing really and so um, much hulk and so much so much mcgee yeah there was an awful lot going on and um so anyway, the final scene is kind of emotional as well. You know, David, uh, um, David and Annie are saying their goodbyes, and Annie is getting on the, the the bus to go back to New York to do a doctorate. Interestingly, yep. she's going back yeah. there. To, to, back where it all began. Well, well where it all began. began. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, um, when she embraces him, though, we don't see anything. It's left very ominous. We don't see any flashes. No. Um, yeah, well, we, 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 get a, we get a wee gust of wind to be fair. Yeah, we get that the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't see what she sees, you know. And uh, mm. so Annie gets on the bus, and David leaves, and he's back on the road again. Yeah, thank you, Owen Nelson. Yeah. Oh, um, oh no, a good a, a good forty-five action-packed, mysterious. There's there's about everything here. You can't really grumble. Forty-seven yeah. minutes. Yeah, so give, it's just into some yeah, it's Sue because we haven't heard too much from you like the latter part of this. Um, what's your yeah? I'll, I'll give this I'll give this episode a B for for uh, heartbreaking and and uh, I feel like I feel like it's uh, I mean it ta- it talks so much about the way that the Hulk um, you know was part of David so that you know her visions had both him and and the hulk and and the transformation and everything and so you know it, he's not separate you know anymore so that's interesting and the other thing that i mean the 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 how how it mirrored their their actual lives on on as actors oh my god that's just mind blowing i didn't even know that stuff until we got in this podcast so I'm just trying to like, you know, put put a face in that in that space right now, and uh, yeah, and other other than that, so much Hulk, rawr, it was great. I love the Hulk. I love Lou Ferrigno. It's just so super cool. So yeah, that that's my that's my take on it. I'll give it a B. The, how about yeah, how about you, Alex? Yeah, what's your rating? Yeah, I'll, I'll give this a B plus. He went from doing bit parts and other shows to. Then doing, you know, my favorite Martian and the Magician and the Incredible Hulk, and all the, you know, I mean, he had a very busy uh, life. He really did. Yeah, Graham, what's your what's your what's your rating on this? Uh, overall, I will give this a B plus. Really, really enjoyable. The symmetry and parallels between art and fiction and reality was mind boggling uh, after the fact, but. We love and learn, and we uh, we appreciate the the art form in light of the tragic events that preceded it. Yeah. And I'll, I'm going to give it. I'm going to go higher than you guys. I'm going to give it an A. Ooh. Cool. Um, For analytical. Uh, yeah. How do you spell it? For um, <laughs> Annie. <laughs> A for Annie. There you a for go. Annie. A for Annie, and A for uh, A one effort. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think. Um, even though, you know, some people might look at this and think, oh, my God, you know, they're, 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 they're tackling heavy issues here. Yeah. No, which they are, of course. But it's not the first time they've done it either. You know, um, they do it quite regularly in the series. There's always someone with trouble, you know, in their life, dealing with an addiction or whatever it might be, you know, or some mm-hmm. sort of trauma. Um, so it's not the first time, obviously. But, but this is a particularly strong episode, I think. I think that the acting is A1 all round. I think the two leads, you know, uh, I mean, I'm talking about Bill and 
uh, Brenda are particularly mm. strong, and I think they work very well together. Yeah. Even though behind the scenes they weren't getting on terribly well, but you know, but they sold you on in the story, and it works, you know. And I think, um, I think this is one of the one of the strongest ones, in my opinion, anyway. You know? Yep, I got to leave it up. Well, um, I, I'll raise mine to a B plus then. How dare you copy me? And Alex. Hmm. I raised my my grade to a B plus after listening to Frank's like his closing thought. Anecdote. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you, you give it what you want. You know, it's no, it's, no, no. It's okay. I can I can be swayed. All right. <laughs> B for bumped up. Yeah. Yeah, you bumped it up. Yeah. Um, so, guys. Thank you ever so much for joining me on this one because I think this was one of the ones that, as you say, as you said, Alex, it could have been a two-parter. Mm. And interestingly, our review of it is nearly a two-parter. Uh-huh. Almost. Almost. Yeah, because there was an awful lot to talk about in this. It's not like ones where you get some padding in there, you know. Yeah. But there was a lot going on in this, and I think it deserved to be, you know, like, you know, lengthened, you know. Yep. Yeah. Top watch the episode. Go watch it, folks. You'll enjoy it. Go watch it. The Psychic. Yeah, it's season three. I can't remember what episode number, but it's episode been... eighteen. Yeah, I never saw that coming. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Graham, for that. Um, thank you, guys, for joining me, Graham, Alex, and Sue. It's a pleasure as always. Pleasure, sure. mate. Till next time. And thank you, guys, for listening as always, because you're all great. You know, all three of you. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, yeah. Um, you might get a few. You might get a couple of more subscribers after this one. Uh, so um, you never know. So until then, whatever you do, Sue. Don't hulk out, brother. Rawr. Good night, folks. <laughs>